How's it going, Jets fans? My name is Alex with my co-host here, Ryan Moran. Yesterday's game, rather depressing. You know, we saw a lot of negatives from this Jets team. The defense, you know, did as well as they could have could have done, and the offense just really did not show up to play, and specifically Zach Wills. And that's a conversation that we're going to have tomorrow regarding Zach, his growth, development, or lack thereof, rather, um, and kind of just where we go from here. Like, what, what do the Jets do right now? Zach Wilson's supposed to be the future, and right now they're staring down the barrel of another quarterback, you know, leaving early or just not becoming who they thought, uh, whether it be Chad Pennington or Mark Sanchez or Geno Smith. Like they've gone through so many quarterbacks. There has to be something going on with the coaches and not just these players because they are talented. Look at what Geno Smith is doing in Seattle right now. Um, you know, you're, you're seeing him kind of come to fruition after years of being just kind of tossed around the league. And that's because of coaching and they're getting better. Pete Carroll's doing a good job getting the most out of Geno and, uh, Zach Wilson just he's making a lot of the same mistakes over and over again and that's traditionally a sign of bad coaching or a sign of uh, you know just inefficient progress and I, I can't imagine it's only Zach's fault that these things are happening there has to be other variables at play here but nonetheless we want to talk about Bradley Chubb today the Jets were linked to Bradley Chubb you know Denver Broncos star pass rusher he's in the fifth year option of his rookie deal right now. Um, a stellar talent. I don't understand why this is even a conversation. Uh, so the question is, should the Jets pursue Broncos star pass rusher Bradley Chubb? I, Ryan, I'll let you get your take on it first because this one just makes no sense to me. I agree with you, Alex. It doesn't necessarily make you know a ton of sense from the Jets standpoint at this point. I think what you do love is that Joe Douglas is he's always ready and eager, I think, to just pull the trigger and make a splash. And I think Chubb would certainly provide that. But you just look at the construction of the Jets roster at the moment. It doesn't doesn't necessarily add up in any way. I mean, if anything, this defensive line is so deep at the moment that a healthy Jermaine Johnson was on the inactive list for yesterday's game. I mean, that's just how many guys they're consistently rotating. They're le legit 10 deep on the defensive front. And I think if there's any group, you know, on the defense you'd want to add at, it'd probably be defensive tackle. I mean, they constantly rotate. And I think that's where the drop-off is from – Quentin Williams and Sheldon Rankins to Nathan Shepard and Solomon Thomas, who, you know, Shepard the last couple of weeks has given some, you know, timely pressures, but that's where really where the drop-off is, I think, with this defensive front. And you just look at the edge position in general with Carl, JFM, Jacob Martin, Bryce Huff, Michael Clemens, Jermaine, Vinnie Curry. I mean, that, that's seven players right there I just rattled off. So I think the move for Chubb, knowing he's got a pretty, you know, hefty salary due for the rest of this year, you're probably parting ways with a first-round pick or at least a second and you're paying him a big contract. And if he's not dealt by tomorrow's deadline, you know, he's probably going to be a free agent at the end of the year. If, you know, obviously the Jets and the Dolphins were the two reported teams, if neither one ends up striking a deal and he remains with the Broncos, you know, he's obviously set for free agency after the year. So I'm with you. It's exciting. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's 26 years old, 6'4", 275 pounds with 4'6 speed. Um, he, he's been dominant this year, five and a half sacks, you know, former top five, uh, top six pick. There's a lot to like with Chubb, and you know he's still very young, entering his prime years. But at this point in time, I don't necessarily think it makes a ton of sense. And just before I give it back to you, I mean, a couple of team stats that I thought were pretty key indicators in yesterday's game, and why the Jets lost. Uh, it was the second week in a row in which the time of possession battle just really did not go in any favor for the Jets. They didn't even have the ball for 25 minutes yesterday, and I think it, it really took the life out of them because in the first half, that was when the offense was kind of clicking up until the turnover within the final two minutes there in the second quarter the offense was in pretty good sync but they just didn't have the ball a ton and I think that's really the main 
the only issue really with defense yesterday was just the third downs in the first half and not just third downs, but third and longs that they were allowing the Patriots to convert and keep drives alive. Um, you know, the penalties, I mean, the Jets actually somehow won that battle, but of course, we you know, the JFM one really took the life out of the team. So that's a timely mistake. You lose the turnovers three to one, never a good thing. Um, and then on third down, I mean, the Jets were five of 14 and the Patriots were six and 19, obviously, like I said, with a lot of success in the first half. So, the Jets, you know, in the key team departments yesterday didn't necessarily help themselves as well as on special teams. I mean, the Jets special teams has been a reliable, you know, really great unit, especially most of these wins this year. Like I broke down on an episode last week, but, you know, across the board, it just really wasn't the day for the Jets yesterday. And I think that's why you're seeing some of this Chubb stuff and why it's encouraging. Like I said, from JD, he, he senses that this team is a playoff caliber roster and however you can add to it. But I think ideally it'd probably be an offensive tackle, D tackle or a safety. Yeah, you know, that's the thing is that the Jets defense has been stellar. I'm starting them in fantasy like every week these days, and every week they perform pretty well. You know, they had a couple moments. They had that pick six that was taken by, back by that JFM uh, roughing the passer, in which, by the way, I, I think that was roughing the passer. I know I watched it on TV. I know you were at the game. I was arguing with some of my Jets fan friends, and um, he left his feet, hit him high after the ball was released. It was probably one of the more like obvious calls this year, in my opinion. I think other calls, not so much, but that one was – you just – you'd have to be smarter at the end of the day. And I think that that he put himself in a position where they could easily call that. And they did. And it wiped away a pick six. And that was going to be a pick six. That, that throw was not uh, because he got hit. That throw was because Mac Jones sucks. And <laughs> ultimately that's kind of what the jets faced yesterday. They lost because their offense sucked. They lost because they kept their defense on the field the whole game and they couldn't get off the field. And Zach Wilson's threw three interceptions. Two of them came in the second half. So if you're looking at what the jets should do right now, getting a pass rusher is like the last thing on the list. You know, you have so much good talent there. They're getting pressure with rushing four. They're sending some occasional blitzes off the edge um, in addition to their pass rushers. Right now, you know, you have two amazing cornerbacks. LaMarcus Joyner's playing out of his mind. Quincy Williams looks stout against the run. CJ Mosley is CJ Mosley. He's a stud. Um, you know, if you're looking at the offensive side, I think you're right on it. I think that tackle's probably the best thing uh, to, to allocate resources to if you're going to go that direction because mainly – you can't replace Zach Wilson. You got really good tight ends. Tyler Conklin, I what two touchdowns yesterday. He was absolute monster. Um, so he was a stud. You know, Zach Wilson loves him. Um, J Garrett Wilson looks awesome too. He had a great game. And you know, James Robinson and you know uh, Michael Carter had some moments. You know, Mike Carter a little bit more so. I think Robinson's still easing his way into this unit. But they missed Brees Hall like a lot. They missed him a lot. That acceleration, that flashy moment. Uh, you know, the spark he provides not having him was detrimental to their success uh, yesterday. And I think that ultimately that's going to be something they have to work around. And as we mentioned all week, the way to work around that is for Zach Wilson to elevate his game. You know, he had decent protection. Yes. Could it have been better? Absolutely. Um, you know, they had a lot of trouble. Uh, who, who's that? Who's the Patriots primary pass rusher? Matt Judon. Yeah. No, no. Other one, Matt Judon. And uh, oh, Christian guy. no, not interior guy. Another exterior guy. Uh, um, he's he's really solid. Dietrich, uh, Dietrich Wise, maybe? No, no, no. Josh no. Uche. Josh Uche, yeah. He 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 comes uh, he comes in and has a nice play every now and then. Um, and he played well yesterday. I had I saw him. He had he had a sack, I believe. And um, you know, this is definitely a Patriots team that has a very good defense. But if Zach Wilson can't stand up and have good games against good defenses, then he's very far behind where we need him to be right now. And at the end of the day. Um, he has the weapons, right? Conklin's great. Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore. You know, you have good running backs. Michael Carter and James Robinson are very solid. Uh, the offensive line's good enough. You know, losing ABT stinks. That's a, obviously a huge blow. 
But if you're going to give Zach Wilson another, you know, more help, it's going to be offensive tackle. So, you know, if, if JD is going to make a move here, you know, maybe it's for a Jack Conklin. Who, who would you target if, if maybe tackle was on his wish list? I think Conklin is th- the ideal option. Now, it's obviously not great, and you expect that. I mean, offensive tackle is such a hard position to address. I guess if there's one other name that's been floated around out there, and I do think he'd be a bit more of a depth player than a starter would be Andre Dillard from the Eagles. Obviously, J.D. was there in 2019. He was still with uh, with the Eagles during the draft. Obviously, the Jets hired him in the summer of 2019. So that was his last class with the Eagles when he was still a director of college scouting. Dillard is a former first-round pick with some athleticism, but you know ha- hasn't really played a ton. And they've obviously got Jordan Mailata and Lane Johnson, arguably the best tackle duo in the NFL. So Dillard's really kind of been on the bench and – is a contract uh, is in a contract year similar to Bradley Chubb to where he's a free agent at the end of the year. But again, I don't necessarily know that either, you know, one of those options in Dillard's case moves the needle as just a huge upgrade for Zach Wilson in this offense, or if Conklin just from a value standpoint, what you're giving up when I say he's as well a free agent at the end of the year, you know, the options are very slim. Um, obviously Laramie Tunsil has been brought up, you know, Taylor Moten's name. He's been, th- he's been thrown around out there, but, Again, don't necessarily see, you know, any of these guys as logical fits at this point in time. And, you know, the good thing is that George Fan is eligible to return from injured reserve. Max Mitchell is this upcoming week. So we got to hope for some good news there with both of those guys. And if you can get at least one of them back, you know, it, it provides an upgrade over there at right tackle over, you know, what Cedric O'Boyhe has given the Jets the last two games after you lose Elijah Barrett Tucker. And, you know, these losses of Brees, ABT, not having Corey Davis, obviously Elijah Moore, Still kind of being in the doghouse yesterday. I think he only played like 10 snaps. Um, his comments, obviously, after the game are, you know, a whole nother story. Um, you know, what, what could potentially happen there in the next 24 hours is an unknown. But, you know, this team, they are still 5-3. and three. The AFC, you look at just the standings in the playoff picture, it, it's really not that great. And despite yesterday's loss being deflating and it's a numbing feeling for the fan base, I mean, 13 straight losses to the Patriots is just – it's as tough as it gets. And – you feel like yesterday was a really good chance to finally take him down, but now's not really the time for the Jets to sit back and feel bad for themselves. I mean, they're they're right in it. I think most people would have taken five and three at this point. Obviously, Zach is really just the you know main concern and hold up at this point in time. You know what what Zach are we gonna get? I think the first twenty eight minutes of the game, like I said yesterday, he, it looked like we were getting good Zach, and then just that one interception where he throws off his back foot, overthrows Ty Johnson, and you know that that just took a lot of momentum out of the team and. The good thing is that, you know, Zach the last three weeks hasn't really played well and the Jets are two and one. I think the difference now is, you know, those two wins, he kind of gets by and maybe isn't as criticized now. I mean, you're seeing it yesterday. He was speaking with an attitude, which I think you want to see in his postgame press conference. You want to see that he is mad and he knows he's got to be better because this team is so talented. And hopefully now he, he has a different learning experience because it's a loss in his first of the year. And you know, that hopefully, you know, gets him going. I mean, obviously there's going to be film for him to break down and things that he's got to do a better job of, obviously, with the Buffalo Bills coming into town. Yeah, I mean, you want to see him care at the end of the day, but at the same time, it's like clean football keeps you in games, right? The Jets lost yesterday because Zach Wilson played bad. That's just, I mean, the second half, he was a different player than the first half. And it seems like he loses his confidence really quickly. You know, he has a lot of trouble forgetting about that last throw, forgetting about that that turnover and just, you know, moving on from it. He he tends to uh, compound on mistakes. You know, he makes one mistake and then suddenly there's two or three more. You got to throw the football away. You can't throw the football away in bounds. You know what I mean? Like this is basic, like high school level stuff. We would have never seen him do that at Boise State. Um, you know what I mean? Or, or rather, um, 
He's went to Boise, right? I'm not bugging. BYU. 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 Sorry. I'm like Boise, BYU, Blue Fields, whatever. So it's, you know, it's a, you know, it's an interesting situation for Zach because like he's better than that. We know he's better than that. So at the end of the day, um, I do believe, uh, you know, he can get out of this funk, but it's, it comes down to his mentality and his mental confidence and toughness um, because those mistakes, you know, you got to overcome them from if you're a quarterback. There's no way you're, you're winning a playoff game if you throw a turnover and it's, you know, you ever watch Tom Brady throw a turnover, those three touchdowns right after, you know what I mean? Like it fuels him. Mistakes fuel him. It, that's Zach Wilson. They, he lets mistakes get to him. And I think that's what we're seeing right now is he's got all the talent in the world. He's just mentally not there yet. He just, he needs to get better and clean up his game. Um, and if he plays clean football, the Jets will win more games and they'll keep and their defense is good enough to keep them in them and, and make plays to give them a chance to win. So, uh, that's ultimately how it goes. But tomorrow we'll, we'll dive into Zach Wilson, take a look at me at some of the film, what he did wrong, um, and, and the mistakes that you just can't make as an NFL quarterback. But uh, and, and from both of our perspectives, Bradley Chubb, no need for him. There was a dumb whatever whoever came up with that to begin with makes no sense to me logically. Uh, if you're going to spend assets, do it to improve Zach Wilson, not to improve an already phenomenal defensive unit. That makes no sense. So. Uh, you know, that's my take. Ryan agrees. Love to hear your perspectives and, uh, and opinions below in the YouTube comments. As always, my friends, make sure you like and subscribe. And we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Jets episode.